Hi everyone, I'm Israel Smith and this is Illuminating Lives. Hey, welcome back listener, it's Israel Smith, your host, and today we're going to talk about the training montage. How many of you have ever watched a film where it's maybe a sports film and there's like that sequence around the middle of the movie where you've just realized how crap the athlete or the team are and they've realized it and they've kind of realized, wow, I've got to put in the work here to get to the place where we can, you know, win the final or defeat the hero or whatever it is, right? Make the team. And there's always that montage set to like a really uplifting song. Like, you know, in Rocky, I think it was like Eye of the Tiger or something. And I just watched a recent one, which goes for like, nine or 11 minutes or something. It's this massive training montage in a film, a basketball film called Hustle with Adam Sandler in it. And in that film, for example, he's teaching this kid how to become a better athlete, how to be strong enough and tough enough with the skills to mix it up in the NBA against those best players that are kind of competing for his place. And he wants to get picked in the draft, right? So this this whole montage is about him becoming the athlete who can do that. You know what I'm talking about. It's all a lie. (laughs) It's all a lie. The stories that we watch, the stuff Hollywood feeds us, the way we're conditioned, we think that the training montage is fairly quick, right? 90 minute, two hour film, that training montage takes about five minutes, maybe 10 if it's a really long one. So in percentage terms, it's really low. It's like five to 10% of the adventure. But here is the truth. The training montage is actually about 95 to 99% of the experience, right? The actual moment at the end where they are gloriously triumphant and they make the team or they defeat the incumbent or the whatever, the work leading up to that has taken months or years in many cases. Every overnight success we see has been anywhere from five to 30 or 40 years in the making. That's the training montage. That's the piece, the the work that someone has done in the lead up. Now, why am I sharing all this with you? Well, it keeps coming up for me in a number of ways, in my own life especially. I have a really beautiful and well-documented love of surfing and my coach has helped me recognize that surfing is actually the perfect metaphor for me. It helps me learn lessons that I need to learn about where else in my life I need to show up differently. So when I go surfing, (laughs) I have a couple of what you might consider kind of really weird and dysfunctional kind of things that I love about the sport. I love going out in big surf and getting absolutely smashed by big waves. I love it. I love paddling out on a big day and just getting creamed by those massive sets that come through and, you know, toss me around like I'm a rag doll in a washing machine. I find it to be so liberating and so freeing and so filled with joy that I always come up out of the water laughing my head off. Why is that? Because... In those moments, I'm reminded how small and insignificant I am. In those moments, I feel so profoundly alive. And in those moments, I am subject to the enormity of Mother Nature's power. 
she could snuff me out in an instant and I would have nothing that I could do about it. And to me, being that close to my own vitality, to be fully present with the temporary nature of my mortality, I suppose, it's just joyful. I can't think of any other way to describe it. It's pure joy for me. So I'm learning to apply that lens to other areas of my life, challenging situations with my business, difficult conversations with my immediate family or my kids or whatever, stuff that makes me feel a little awkward and uncomfortable. In those moments, I'm so alive. I'm so close to the present moment and I'm so aware. And so in those moments, what I'm doing is I'm practicing having that same joy, experiencing those moments in the same way as those big dumping sets out in the ocean, tossing me around like a rag doll in a washing machine. There's another thing that I love about surfing. Surfing is about 99% effort and about 1% payoff. Now, what do I mean by that? Well, think if you've ever watched surfing on TV or if you've seen videos, if you're not a surfer or if you do surf, here's how it tends to go. You jump out off the beach, paddle like crazy, big upper body, kick your legs sometimes as well, like sort of lots of exertion to get past all the breaking waves to the place where the water's calm, where the waves are just beginning to break. That's the sort of the zone where you want to take off. You paddle there and then you sit on your board for a bit and then you realize, oh, the current has taken me outside the zone outside where I need to be. So I start paddling again and I reposition myself and then I go to catch a wave and I have to paddle really hard to catch the wave and get my board and myself up to speed to match the wave's speed so I can catch the energy of the wave. But most of the time, not most, sometimes I miss the waves. Depends, you know? And and so then I have to adjust my position and I have to paddle back to the takeoff zone and And in the meantime, maybe some of those big sets will come through from out the back and I'll get smashed around for a little bit and I'll have to duck dive under them and get thrown around and paddle out some more. And this might take 5, 10, 20 minutes before I even catch a wave. And then I catch the wave and the ride's over in about 20, maybe 30 seconds for a long wave. Short wave, maybe 5 to 10 seconds. And then I get back on my board and I paddle back out and I do the same dance all over again. So it's about 99% effort paddling around, getting back in position, paddling back out after your waves, all this for the 1% payoff, which is riding the wave, feeling the surge of energy of the board under my feet and then maneuvering and riding that wave. So that is a distinctly out of balance effort to reward kind of ratio. However, the reward is so, so euphoric. It's so joyful. It's so beautiful to me that I will do that hour after hour, day after day. No worries. I will do the hard stuff. I will relish the burning of my arms and the soreness in my back at the end of a big surf. I will relish the crusty, salted kind of skin texture that I have after I've been out in the water a long time. And I will relish the emptiness of my body because I've just spent all of my energy and that, oh man, that post-surf hunger, there is nothing like it. When you've been out for a long session, you just want to eat the world. It is unbelievable. But all of those sensations are things that I have grown to love because 
I get such a buzz out of riding waves. I get such a buzz out of it. Now, you can apply this to any area of surfing, but you can also apply the same thing to any area of life in any creative pursuit, in any sports pursuit, in any business or economic pursuit. It's always an effort to pay off kind of ratio. Now, Hollywood would have us think that it's about 5% effort and about 95% payoff, and that's a load of bollocks. I'm here to tell you, that's what today is about. It is about the training montage is a crock. It is not true, right? We get, we get sort of lulled into this sense that it is, but it's not. It's not. The reality is 95 to 99% of our life or our pursuit of mastery in any given field, and that could be a hobby or that could be your career or that could be a certain skill set or it could be as a parent, 95 to 98% of it is the work. It's pretty much all the work for a very small margin of payoff, all right? As new parents, we change umpteen nappies and wipe God knows how many stinky bottoms and clean up spew and feed and nurse and settle and play and do all of these things. And we can go hours and hours and hours and then we get like five seconds of joy on our child's face where they look up and laugh and smile at us and really connect eye to eye, soul to soul, spirit to spirit. And it's all worth it. You forget everything that's gone before and you just get so swept up in that moment. That's the the effort to reward, payoff, right? Being in a marriage, being in a committed long-term relationship, same thing. There are things that need to be done. Food needs to be cooked. Laundry needs to be cleaned and folded. Houses need to be, you know, swept and floors mopped and all of that kind of stuff. But the moments of reward and payoff I would argue it's a much better ratio in my marriage anyway. But I still feel like we forget how much of life is just work. And I don't mean work in terms of a paid job. I mean work in terms of effort. Effort to live. Effort to move closer to those moments of reward and payoff. So I feel like a lot of us struggle with this conflict, this this dissonance between what we've been conditioned to expect versus the reality of how life how life is. One of my coach's favorite sayings is chop wood, carry water. I have it literally laminated and stuck on my wall right above my computer as I'm recording this. It comes from an old proverb. Before enlightenment, what does a monk have to do? Well, they have to chop wood, they have to carry water, right? They have to deal with the minutia of life. They have to make sure there's wood for the fire, make sure there's water to drink and to cook and to clean. And they have to do all the meaningless stuff. Once they reach enlightenment, what do they have to do? They still have to chop wood and carry water, right? It is about, there's a process. There's a process to life. There's a process to work. There's a process to any pursuit of any worthy goal. We have to chop the wood. We have to carry the water. We have to do the things to become, right? To become the person we want to be, to become the amazing surfer or the amazing coach or the great podcast host, or I'm just rattling off things that I'm involved in, but you know, apply it to your own life. Whatever it is that you are committed to doing, whether it's music or creative arts or sports or career or parenting or community service or work, there's always a process of becoming. There's always a journey that we have to go on. And that journey 
is chopping wood, carrying water. It is doing the work. It is living the majority of our life inside that training montage, day by day, increment by increment, moment by moment, becoming better at what it is that we're doing, becoming more masterful, becoming the person on the hero's journey who can then circle right back to the start and master the circumstances of their lives, right? This journey, this training montage, it's a really powerful metaphor in my mind for, I suppose, perspective, probably a better way of saying it. It's a really powerful perspective to take, to go, you know, that that five minutes in the middle of a film where suddenly they go from being like hopeless on a golf course to like amazing or terrible on the basketball court to amazing or, you know, in the boxing ring or on the hockey rink. <laughs> that is the vast majority of that character's story. That is the vast majority of our lives. We spend our lives inside that montage, inside that process. And it's up to us to, first of all, recognize that. And then second of all, learn to love that. As I described with my surfing adventure, I have really, really learned to love the effort, the hard work to paddle out on big days, the catching my breath after getting dumped. I got absolutely dragged across the rocks yesterday. I jumped off my normal spot in between a few rocks and I just timed it so badly that I went straight onto the rocks. A couple of waves came and threw me around. I took some bark off my ankle and my foot and, you know, scuffed my hand up a bit. Fortunately, my board survived. But man, what a reminder that nothing is necessarily easy all the time. And we always have these lessons to learn where we maybe get our backside handed to us from time to time. So that's the training montage. And that's really the reframe that in any pursuit, in any worthy pursuit that we are willing to commit time, energy, life force to, it's all the work. It's all the work. You know, the majority, vast majority is the work for the payoff that we're getting. You know, so I want you to think about that conflict. Where does that show up in your life? Where do you have perhaps a mismatched expectation of what the reality of your life experience is? Whereabouts do you have a mismatch between the work you have to do and the payoff you're going to get? Do you despise the work and then cherish the payoff? Is there maybe an opportunity to reframe that as an essential part of the process? Whatever it is, first of all, don't ever give up. Don't ever give up on yourself. Maybe you need to realign your goals. Maybe you need to choose a different activity to pursue. That's fine. That happens from time to time. But don't ever give up on yourself because you have the resources to make it through the training montage, to make it through the long dark night of the soul, to make it through whatever journey or process of becoming you are destined to walk. You have those resources, so don't give up on those. Don't give up on yourself. Don't give up on your ability to grow and expand. But do your best to learn to love the journey, to learn to love the process, to learn to look forward to jumping off the rocks and paddling hard against a big ocean to reap those benefits of a beautiful wave 
where you feel the energy, you feel the flow, you be so in the moment. All right, it's all the work. Every aspect of our lives, our relationships, our careers, I've, I've said this over and over, I'm not going to keep repeating it, but everything is the work and it is up to us to learn to love it and to cherish it. We get to do this work. We get to expend our life force in a worthy cause. What are you choosing to expend your life force on? Whereabouts can you learn to love the work in your life? What is it that you can do to bring some joy to your processes of chopping wood and carrying water? Whereabouts can you find joy in getting your backside handed to you like I do when I'm in big surf? Right, really take a look at your life and think about the different parts of it like that. And listen, as always, if this is something you struggle with, if you need some support about this or about any other aspect of your life, that's what I'm here to help with. So I want to invite you to be brave, be courageous, take that first step. If it's something you're feeling a little bit of a twinge or a bit of a nudge to maybe get in touch with me about a coaching session, just give me a buzz, send me a DM, send me an email, reach out somehow. There's plenty of ways to reach me through the show notes and beyond. I'd love to support you with these sorts of reframes. I'd love to support you in putting practices in place for your life to help you feel energized in spite of some of these efforts that you have to put in before you get to those payoffs. I'm sending you all of the love, all of the gratitude. Thank you for tuning in. I look forward to hearing how this episode serves you. So please send me a note and let me know. And I will see you on the next episode. Thanks for joining me for this episode of the Illuminating Lives podcast. Please help me reach more people by sharing this podcast with your loved ones and leaving me a great five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Remember, I work as a one-to-one coach and professional speaker, helping dads in business and leadership find more peace, feel less stress, and be the best parent, husband, and leader they can be. If you'd like to work with me or have me present to your organization, please contact me via my website or social media. All the links are in the show notes. Until next time, may you be free. May you be happy. May you be healthy. May you be loved. And may you live with ease.